Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Audacious Aunties Chat Up. We're really excited to start today's episode. I'm Asya. And I am Manva. <laughs> and today um, we are going to talk about Jacques-Louis David and specifically uh, his painting, The Death of Moran. Right. Now, yes. This is a white man, however it's a lit painting, so we're going to allow. Yeah, and also it's very important that we chat about this because this lay the foundations for our like joint interest mm-hmm. in um, art history because we studied this when we were like learning about the French Rev, you know, back in the day when we were doing A-levels. Yeah, this is basically the only use for our history A-level now. Yeah. <laughs> so, the death of Marat... Wait, no, should we talk about Jacques Louis first? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Jacques-Louis David was an artist basically during the French Revolution and he was influenced by the Renaissance and particularly classical antiquity. And, and I love me some classics. Mm-hmm. She's a classic student. <laughs> and You're a history student. Wowie. Anyway. <laughs> he was a master of what was known as the Grand Manor. So it may- meant that basically all of his like paintings he really enjoyed doing really like intense motions and lots of like, like grand gestures and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. And he was wasn't he commissioned as the official painter for Napoleon or something? Um yeah, but then he did one specific painting of Napoleon which he didn't like. And so yeah. then that's when he like left and Was that the Alps one? Or was it like a different history a level i did not (laughs) it escapes me (laughs) anyway um so we're gonna now move on to the painting the death of marat as you might find out from the title is about marat who is he was a revolutionary figure during the french revolution head of a newspaper, La Mie de Peuple. Oh, well done for remembering it, Asya. Thank you. French um, GCSE shining. <laughs> and so there was the French Revolution, yeah. And then there was Marat. So, and Marat was a bit of like a lonesome dark horse, you know. And he didn't really have any friends because he just basically hated everyone. And, that he and was also superior. he couldn't spend that much time in daylight anyway yeah. because his, he had a skin condition. Poor kid. Which meant that he needed to just spend all of his time inside in the bath. baths. Yeah. So he would come out every now and then and then go back into his bath again. Mm-hmm. Where he would write and do all his work. Yeah, so he was basically really controversial because like the French Revolution basically happened as like initially as a bourgeoisie revolution. Yeah. But then it eventually became a bit more radical and then you got figures like Marat who were advocating for the bourgeoisie revolutionaries to be overthrown mm. by figures like the sans-culottes who were like the... They used to eat gunpowder and blood. It means yeah. without pants in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you really need to know about the sans-culottes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was like a solid guy for that but like it also meant that he started a few like not very nice events like the September massacres and as you can like guess there was a lot of bloodshed in that and that's I guess when the song culottes decided to have a blood fest as I've got in my notes stabby stabby (laughs) Um, that can relate to so many things in history though literally man um yeah so now to the actual death of which the portrait is inspired by so actually you found out that the night before Marat died Jacques-Louis David like went to visit Oh yeah. Oh, conspiracy theory. Should we talk about that later though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sneaky. Anyway. Q. 
cue the dramatic background music. It was the evening of 17th of July, 1793. The rat was in the bath, as always, just tending to his horrible skin condition, when he heard a knock upon the bathroom door. And in entered a woman. One he didn't recognise, but went by the name Charlotte Corday. He let out a gasp. Alas! Why had this random woman entered into his bathroom time? She approached, her eyes wild with rage, her heart full with intention. And out from her culotte she bought a knife! Dun, dun, dun. Basically, that's not what ha- that's not what happened. That is what happened. She didn't like. They did have chats beforehand. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, there we go. If you read the book, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <coughs> the background of Charlotte Corday is that she kind of like lived in one of the provinces, and she was basically like poor nobility. So she wasn't very happy about what was going on. She initially supported the revolution, but when she like found out that everyone was dying, she was a bit upset because. I think her brother. She was like she was had bad beef, basically. Yeah, and so she went to and go. She and she blamed Murat for all of this. Yeah, so like, her plan was initially to like hop on down to Paris, go to the national convention where Murat was like meant to be, but because he was like constantly ill, it meant that he wasn't able to be there. So she was like, crap, I'm not going to be able to like kill him and then eventually be killed by myself immediately by the national convention. I'm just going to have to like dig it into his house. Yeah. So she went to his bath. <laughs> yeah. I was saying that there's all the great figures in history died in the bathroom. Too true. Agamemnon. Mm. Marat. Mm. Elvis Presley. Mm. The true icons of every generation. Mm-hmm. What lads? The last. Anyway. Moment silence. <laughs> um, so, true, true story, bro. Charlotte. Oops. Charlotte bought some new shoes that day because she was like, well, I'm going to the city of fashion, so I better look good. And uh, I would only buy new shoes if I was murdering someone. In Paris? Yeah, yeah. specifically. Is she, what an icon she is. Stay woke Yeah. So when she met Marat, we have gone on such a tangent with this story. <laughs> she was like, hey, pal, I was just wondering, yeah, as she like, was thinking about killing him and possibly like giving him the day off. She was like, yo, mate. Like giving him death. And the day off of death. Because okay. she was like con- contemplating in her head. Oh, okay, moment. I got you, I got you. And she was thinking, no, she said to him, right, pal, what are you planning on doing with the nobles from my province? And then she was like, and then he was like, I'm just going to guillotine them all, innit? And then <laughs> she was like, right, time to kill. And so then he died. Yes. So... Obviously, Jacques-Louis David wasn't there the moment that he died, ready to paint the scene, but he took inspiration from the scene he had seen himself Mm -hmm. when he went the day before. Mm -hmm. What? Man, this. Indeed. And so, what was I going to say? Conspiracy theory time. Woo, I love me a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he drank a lot of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That is not our conspiracy theory. (laughs) Oh, God. Basically, all it was was that Jacques-Louis David went the day before to go and chat with Marat yeah. because they were, like, kind of best friends, but not really at all. They and were it just, seems like, that they acquaintances. Had, it seems that they had quite, like, an intense conversation with each other about yeah. what was going on, too. And so Jacques-Louis 
David when he heard that Marat had died took inspiration from what he'd seen in the bath the day before. Yeah, and like any good artist, I feel like he personally went up to Marat and like planned his death so that he, he could, could like paint it. Yeah, and that would only advance his art career because this is one of his most famous paintings, yeah. you know. So like every but man for himself and Marat. It's a dog eat dog world. Mm. So yeah. That's the background of the painting. Uh-huh. Now to the painting itself. If you want to get it up yourself on a laptop near you. We'll wait for a few seconds whilst I also do likewise. <laughs> right, kids, now that you've got it up on your laptop. Or phone. Or if you don't, just imagine what it'd be. We'll describe it to you now. So if you don't have any tablet near you, you can just paint the picture in your mind's eye. So it's kind wow. of... I really love this painting. Mm -hmm. It's very dramatic. Yeah, so he is sort of writing. What is he even writing? So there's like, he's in the bath, obviously, and the bath is filled with blood. Mm -hmm. And there's like a cloth that's like got blood on it as well. And next to him is a table Mm -hmm. that has his, where he's like writing and it's got his writing implements. Yeah. And like, it's a very revolutionary picture. Right, now that Alcee's given that vague <laughs> description, let's get to the nitty gritty of it. So, in his hand is a letter, which is actually dated um, on the 13th of July. The letter itself says, 13th of July, 1793, Marie and Charlotte Corday to the citizen Marat, it is enough that I feel unhappy for me to have a right to your goodness. So, Marat never received the letter, but Charlotte Corday had a similar note in her possession when she was arrested. And so, the real letter didn't include the word goodness, but obviously, David used his, like, artistic license to go ahead and make, like, really underline Marat's philanthropism and make him look like a martyr, basically. Because that's how they branded him after he died. He was the martyr of the revolution, and that only fueled more anger, and it was one of the contributing factors to... The terror. The terror, and then... And other stuff that happened in history that we forgot about. So, the point is that what other martyr greater than Marat is there? Jesus. Right. (laughs) Also Jesus, though. So, Jesus. So, Marat is meant to look like Christ in this picture. Um, So, if you pass me the notes again. Sorry, I'll stop taking them. Resembling Christ. Yeah. It resembles Christ. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that lots of things resemble Christ, though, so it's not really a niche idea, is it? No, but this was done particularly well, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. He looks so at peace. Yeah, so his like face... Like, died for the cause of the revolution, which yeah. is for the betterment of the whole of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's completely removed all of, like, the blemishes on his face, and it's made it look very, so like, pale soft and, and fragile. Ethereal. Yeah. So it makes him just basically look like a good man when really he wasn't. Yeah, and he's like so bright in comparison to the background, which is so <clears throat> maudlin and grey. Very much chiaroscuro esque. Indeed, whoever that is. Mav is an artist. It's yes, an art technique. Or... It's the only art technique I know. Oh, um, I've been, <laughs> I've been ousted in the first episode <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> Um, but basically, it's like a play on light and darkness, and because the du- like the background is completely dark, it like highlights the brightness mm. of the light shining on Marat and his features. That's so chic. Yeah. For Marat. Yeah. Like he's a martyr now. Yeah, and like his skin is like so pale and milky, the and like are really bulging. That would be so good to put a cannula into. 
God's sake. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying they're really good veins. They are really good veins. Um, and like he's not only is he like very milky like skin toned and everything he also has white around his head and also like around the rest of his body mm. which if anything resembles purity so it's showing that he like really is not at fault and it's highlighting further the blood stains on the white cloth as well and on his body too which mm. just means that like it was an untimely death as well and because there's also red on the note that has Charlotte Corday's name on yeah. it's really showing that she Although- is the murderer I think that she's so badass. Yeah. What a gal. We need more women murderers. No, we don't. We don't need any more murderers. What we need is more iconic women in history just taking a stand for themselves. Yeah. And actually being mentioned in history. Yeah, well, like... This was a really controversial painting at the time. Like, Jacques-Louis David had to, like, flee every now and then. I mean, the French Revolution was controversial in itself with everyone involved, yeah. So, So, like, a lot of people really, like, admired Charlotte for what she did. So, she was also seen as a martyr in her own right. And she was, like, the heroine of the revolution for a lot of people, too. Ooh, okay. Game. Fame. Bloody hell. Right, so game... What's your favourite death-related story to do with the French Revolution? Oh my god, it definitely has to be the death of, like, Maximoy. Okay, go for it. Okay, so, I first have to remember what his actual name is. Maximilien Robespierre. Mm. He was, like, the leader of the Jacobins, and he was, like, having a great time being at the front of the French Revolution. He, like, brought in the terror, brought in, like, the reign of the Jacobins, and he just, like, loved himself so much that he basically turned himself into a god, even yeah, though he like, banned he religion, religion in the country. Himself. Yeah. He, like, guillotined all the angels. Oh, on the, the Notre, Notre Dame! Dame. When oh, they were celebrating... When they, bloody hell, when they were celebrating the like some kind of festival to like him, it was amazing. Well, except for all the deaths that he brought about, not only to the angels but to like actual yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. No, I was saying R.O.P. to the Notre Dame because it's burnt. Oh yeah. Anyway, not the point. Carry on. Um. So. Yeah. So basically, a lot of people by the end of his like reign of terror were a bit sad because like the population of France had declined so much and their best friends were all killed so they were like okay maxi boy needs to be stopped mm. so one day at the national convention the maxi Thermidorians... boy wasn't there because he'd like locked himself away for a couple of like a month or something yeah he yeah he first like so you know power gets to everybody's head mm. And he was having a bit of a breakdown about this, so he kind of like shut himself away for about a month. You yeah. Know, thought about his like life decisions, he's probably like had a bit of blood on his hands as well. You know, a bit of like Macbeth style yeah. drama going on. And so then, one day he eventually goes back to the national convention, and he's like, "We need another terror," and everyone is like, "Mate, no. you need to stop." Calm and so, mom. a bunch of like other people in the national convention, aka the Thermidorians, mm. were like, "Right." You need to leave now. So then they like a riot basically started in the national convention, mm. and all of Maxi Boy, aka Robespierre, and his followers had locked themselves in a room and basically all tried to commit suicide at the same time. So one threw themselves down the stairs. One tried no, to no, jump one up. of them was in a wheelchair yeah. and wheeled themselves down the stairs yeah. unsuccessfully. Yeah, one tried to jump out of the window and only broke their legs. I love how these are the bits that you remember from history. <laughs> 
no other key date. And then Maximoy basically put a gun next to his head, but he like got cold feet because I guess he was shaking so much. Yeah, and he missed his brain and ended up um, shooting his jaw. So he didn't die, but he was obviously in a lot of pain. So when they eventually like got all of these people, they found that Maxi Boy's jaw was broken. And so then they tried to put it back on with just like a bit of, I was about to say tape, but that <laughs> didn't exist back then, some like cloth. They like tried to like put it back together. Yeah, which must have been painful in oh, itself. Yeah. And then it was finally back on. And then just before he was about to be guillotined the next day, they ripped off his jaw with such vigor and, and down then, went then. the blade intense yeah. my favorite death related story that's up there yeah. but my favorite one is marie antoinette i knew you were gonna say that you one know, it's a great one it's a banger um as she went up to go and be guillotined she tripped over the executioner's foot and she was like her last known reported words are translated in, into english obviously isn't are, it well that history happens in other languages yeah, so let's not think about it. <laughs> um, well, I'm so sorry to trip over your foot, sir. I promise it wasn't personal. It was just like an accident. And then she got executed. How tragic. Yeah. Marie Antoinette was quite a lit gal because like in Versailles, in her amazing chateau, every now and then she was like, I need to be at one with my people who I'm taking all of my money from. Let them eat for you. Yeah. And she had a hamlet where she pretended to be a peasant every now and then just so she could like, get away from the pain yeah. of being rich and famous. Anyway, back to the painting. Yes, back to the painting. Um, what else is that? I love that Marat's isn't the most wild death of the French Revolution. No, but it is a good but one. But it's like probably the most well-known because of this painting. Yeah. Which is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jacques-Louis David did a lot of amazing paintings yeah. that you can look at. So What's... another one is Napoleon crossing the Alps. Did he do that one? He definitely did Napoleon's coronation. Yes. And so basically another thing is that Napoleon's coronation was like really lit because he coronated himself. himself. He like the Pope came to coronate him and he was like, no, all of these men just have ego problems. Mm, true. But anyway, he coronated himself. But yeah, and the point is that like back in the day, if you were a Catholic monarch, you had to be coronated by the Pope. But it was he wasn't about that life. Yeah. Uh, my other, another, he, two other famous paintings by him that I really love because they're related to the classical era. Mm-hmm. The first one is the Daedalus and Icarus one. Oh, yes. Because that one, look it up, I would suggest. It's really, yeah. the way he does it is so symbolic because mm. it has Daedalus and he's like at the top with his wings mm. and like the whole of the scene that he's painted is really majestic and it's like the sea and you're wondering where is Icarus and then you just see in like the bottom corner this tiny little figure drowning and it's barely even noticeable mm. and I think it just shows the futility of life. I think you could speak about this painting in that way. Well, I did. He's like Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. Except, I don't know, face off between Marat and Jesus, who would win? Ooh. <laughs> the point is, before Elsie starts having a religious breakdown, is that this painting, back to the death of Marat, <laughs> this painting is really important because it's one of like the few paintings that David has like had a personal involvement in, not yeah, only by his true. like personal knowledge of Marat Mm. but also the painting itself wants to like show this connection Mm -hmm. so on the table inscribed in it is to Marat David 
OMG, I didn't even notice that. I'm yeah. such a good art. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's like personal homage to the guy, you know. Homage. Come on, Mavi, we've got that French GCSE knowledge. It was A-level. <laughs> no, not history A-level, French GCSE. Oh, I'm so confused. I've, done, I've genuinely lost you've done, my You've got edge. too many qualifications, I'm clearly. Done. So anyway, our history we teacher showed us a lot of paintings. Yeah. So. And another one that he showed was when Napoleon decided to invade Spain. And then there was the Cinco de Mayo painting by Was Goya. that by Jacques-Louis No, that was by oh. Goya. Oh, right. But, okay. like, he showed this painting and then he turned to me and he was like, Manve, what is this painting? <laughs> <laughs> Who is it by? And in my mind, I was thinking, wow... I do history A-level, R-A-level, Spanish A-level. I am almost too qualified to answer <laughs> this question. <laughs> and my mind went blank. In the end. <laughs> it's going to be okay, gal. <laughs> he just looks so peaceful in his sleep. I know. Like me every day. I'm Who's looking it? at you right now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really sad that people don't write with ink pens, ink feather pens anymore. Um, no. Except I guess Harry birds Potter need for to some keep... reason. Oh, Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling just wants to be like fancy, but it's like makes no sense. Just use a pen. It's so much easier. Such no, but like to be, be honest, so, it's really aesthetic. How noisy the exams would be with the scratch of a feather. I'm bird. sure that like seeing as they were wizards, they would have found a way to like sort that out. Oh, too true, man. Yeah. Who knows? Um. <clears throat> it is a vibe, isn't it? Yeah, I really like the green. I think it adds like a because it's Shall like such see? a distinct green compared to the. It doesn't say what the green is spot. Shall we guess green. that it's because of, like uh, to do with nature? Probably. Because like, even the background itself isn't fully black. It has like tinges of green, which almost relate to like the. It cloth. like gets lighter and lighter, almost like he's gonna ascend to like heaven. Yeah, that's a really important note. Actually, well done. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I mean. I am the slightly more qualified one of the two with my classic degree. And I'm not even—I don't even have a degree in classics. No, so no, Fingers crossed. Well, on that note, next time we're going to be talking about the artist Margaret Keane, who's very exciting. You want to give a sneak peek, a little fact um, about her life? Your homework. Well, this week is to watch the movie Big Eyes by Tim Burton. Oh, okay. Um, starring Amy Schumer and Christoph something. Lovely. So, yeah. It's a solid film, you know, so... And it's based on her life. Yeah. She's like a lit woman, mm-hmm. badass artist career. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out all about her and have mad banter. Tune in next time for Margaret Keane. Yeah. I'm glad you know who we're talking now, about. We need a jingle. Do, 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 do. This audio was brought to you by Manveer Dobb and Asya Iftikhar. We don't know much to say the least. But if you would like to share your thoughts, knowledge, criticisms, fan mail. Then pop us an email at audaciousaunties at gmail.com.